What role does shame play in your life? When we talk through narcissism and narcissistic personality disorder, shame is the underlying giant raging river underneath the disorder. You might have shame because you're in the relationship. You might have shame because of how long you've stayed. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about my just awareness and in early stages of learning about shame and what that actually meant about me. You see, early on, I didn't realize and I didn't know that I had shame. I didn't have a word for it, didn't understand it, didn't know what was actually going on. There was something inside of me that was always running and hiding, trying to box up, compartmentalize feelings, emotions, everything to be able to push aside this piece of vulnerability. Because underneath the vulnerability was this aspect of shame, of like something I'd done or who I was. Shame was something that for me, I had no clue about. I didn't realize it was such big piece and prevalent in my life on a day-to-day -day basis. Part of my awareness journey, I got given a book by um, Brene Brown called Daring Greatly. Inside this book, it's talking through pieces of shame. It's talking through what this actually looks like, how it actually breaks down. There's a whole chapter inside the book that talks about narcissism. Didn't realize that when I read it. It wasn't until the third time I actually read through the whole book that I even recognized and realized and associated one whole chapter that talked about narcissism. I just kind of blew past it. It didn't really have a connection to me at that point or a definition to it. And so the shame piece did. And the shame piece was huge when I started looking into it. So let me share the book here. It's Daring Greatly by Brene Brown, How the Courage to Be Vulnerable Transforms the Way We Live, Love, Parent, and Lead. This is what it looks like really quick here. So when we talk through this shame piece, she writes here like, what is shame and why is it so hard to talk about? I this episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I start every article and chapter on shame with the shame one, two, three. So the first three things that you need to know about shame so you'll keep listening. Number one. We all have it. Shame is universal and one of the most primitive human emotions that we experience. The only people who don't experience shame for, for lack of capacity for empathy and human connection. Here, your choice, fess up to experiencing shame or admit that you're a sociopath. Quick note, this is the only time that shame seems like a good option. Number two, we're all afraid to talk about shame. Number three, the less we talk about shame, the more control it has over our lives. So I need you to understand, first and foremost, like you might have shame by being in the toxic relationship. It will continue to hold and have a hold over you until you actually talk about it. until you actually work through your feelings and your emotions. This is why when people partner with us and they work with us to break out of the trauma bond, to work on some of our high level programs, some of the things we have to have people understand is we teach from all modalities. Like we teach for you to listen. We teach for you to see. We teach for you to like read and like digest stuff that's going on that way. We teach you to write and we teach you to speak because if we teach you to do all these different things. You take back your power over so many things and limiting beliefs that have control over you. One of those being shame, shame for how long you stayed, shame for what it's done to you, shame for the wasted years that you've had, shame for, for your kids and how it's impacted them, shame for all the money you've lost because of the jobs that you lost because of him. So many different things are going to produce this level of shame. So I need you to understand, like, where is shame actually going on in your life today? Let's break it down a little bit more here. She refers to shame being in 12 shame categories have emerged from her research. Appearance and body image, money and work, 
motherhood slash fatherhood, family, parenting, mental and physical health, addiction, sex, aging, religion, surviving trauma, being stereotyped or labeled. Right there pretty much feels like it summarizes like all of life. But that's what we're talking about. Here's some of the responses that we receive when we ask people for an example of shame. Maybe some of this will connect with even where you are today. Shame is getting laid off and having to tell my pregnant wife. Shame is having someone ask me, when are you due when I'm not pregnant? Shame is hiding the fact that I'm in recovery. Shame is raging at my kids. Shame is bankruptcy. Shame is my boss calling me an idiot in front of the client. Shame is not making partner. Shame is my husband leaving me for the next door neighbor. Shame is my wife asking me for a divorce and telling me that she wants children, but not with me. Shame is my DUI. Shame is infertility. Shame is telling my fiance that my dad lives in France when in fact he's in prison. Shame is internet porn. Shame is flunking out of school, twice. Shame is hearing my parents fight through the walls and wondering if I am the only one who feels this afraid. Shame is real pain. The importance of the social acceptance and connection is reinforced by our brain chemistry and the pain that results from the social rejection and disconnection is real pain. In 2011, a study funded by National Institute of Mental Health and National Institute of Drug Abuse researchers found that as far as the brain is concerned, physical pain and intense experiences of social rejection hurt in the same way. So when I define shame as an intensely painful experience, I'm not kidding. Neuroscience advances confirm that we've known all along. Emotion can hurt and cause pain. And just as we often struggle to define physical pain, describing emotional pain is difficult. Shame is particularly hard because it hates having words wrapped around it. It hates being spoken. Where do you have shame in your life today? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You see, this concept of shame, it came to me through this book. The very first time I ever understood it, very under, first time I ever like thought of it in my life. There was this shame that had been inside me for such a long period of time. Part of the shame was simply just being a liar, not being the man that I said I was. There was this mask that I was putting up that said, I'm a good guy, that said, hey, I'm a Christian, that said, hey, I love my wife. But none of the things behind that actually were demonstrating that. There's no evidence. There's no evidence of that faith. There's no evidence of that relationship. There's no evidence of that care, of that love, because I wasn't demonstrating it. I was lying. I was cheating, I was gaslighting, I was hurting, I was doing all these different things to try to avoid the things that I was doing. This is the part where it seems like the wheel of insanity that comes with shame. People are like, well, if, if you feel shame about so much stuff, just don't do shameful things. And I'm like, I get it. But that's also like trying to tell a, you know, an addict, hey, if you don't like doing the drugs, don't do them. They're addicted. There's a piece of shame inside of me that just wanted to keep going. Because exposing it, giving it words, felt like suicide. 
Like I felt like I was going to die if I actually gave shame words, if I actually put words to it. So having words put to it inside this book and I'm reading it, I'm like, ah, oh, I kind of I kind of connect with this. I, I identify with this. And then I start seeing it more and more in my life and I realize it has a power and it has a control over me. So how do you eradicate it? How do you work on it? Shame's been a process that I've been working on developing and, and, and eradicating from my life in so many different ways. If you're interested in knowing a little bit more about exactly some of the steps and some of the mindsets that I've had to work through, I want you to listen to my podcast. It's called Real and Raw with Ben Taylor, where I actually walk through stacks, like mental reframing that I'm doing on a week-to-week basis. You can hear some of the stuff that I do live time. Like I do it that week. I talk about it on Sunday about the week before. Just to be able to give people an awareness and understanding and opening up the door of like, hey, this is the shit that's going on inside. If you want to understand how I'm changing and transforming my life, listen to that. You're going to see stuff that changes every single week, every single day that I'm growing and developing. Shame has had to have this huge effect over me. And one of the pieces that has helped lower the effect that shame has on me is just talking about it, stating the shit that's there. Stating the stuff that's below the mask that I don't want to talk about. This is how some of the social media stuff even started. I got on social media and I was like, hey, how do I actually be honest consistently for a long period of time? And it's like the illustration of just burning the ships. We can't go back to see if the ships are burned. We can't go back to being a liar if all we're doing is telling truth. So I got really raw, really blunt. And I was like, hey, everybody, this is my shit that's out there. Like it or not, this is what it is. And it started to do something different inside of me, which I didn't even realize at the point. As I started to tell the truth more and more on social media, I started to eradicate different pieces of shame, the hold that it had on me, because I was actually naming stuff. I was actually putting it out there saying, yes, this is what I've done. Do you know how many people like sometimes like will comment like negative things? Like you're a cheater, you're a liar, I hope your wife leaves you. Like tons. And the thing is, a lot of people are very uncomfortable when I stand in the shit of what I've done. Does it mean I want to go back to that? No. Does it mean I want to do that again? No. But there's an acknowledgement of, hey, this is what has happened. This is what's brought me here. This is also what gives me credibility at times to speak into the crap. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. That you've been dealing with, that you've had going on in your life because of the simple fact that I've walked that road because I've done that to people. Like, that doesn't sound very nice. No, not at all. I'm not here to say that I've been a nice person. I'm here to say this is honestly how I've shown up. To be able to help give people closure now. To help them understand. To help them build back their confidence. Help them actually know who they are. Shame has had this piece of my life that was always beating me down for who I was, for how I was showing up underneath the mask. And then I started realizing not too long ago that shame actually was trying to give me an awareness of the things that were inside that I need to work on. 
Like there's this piece of like shame that would kick off being like, oh, there's shame because you just lied about something. So it's like a trigger of like, okay, shame's not actually trying to beat me up. Shame's actually trying to tell me, hey, you shouldn't have lied about that. Hey, this is something that needs to be exposed. And when I started flipping the script on shame, it became less of a negative thing and more of a positive exposure. Because then if it is exposing stuff, I can actually learn, grow, change, and develop. If I'm not exposing anything, then I just stay the same. With no realization, with no self-awareness, I just stay exactly in the same place that I've always been. Shame is at a huge part in my life. And it might have had a huge part in yours as well. Inside, outside the relationship, wherever you might be. If you want help in processing and working through the shame and the guilt that comes by being in a toxic relationship, please reach out for help. Go to rawmotivations.com slash breakthrough. I'd love to be able to show you how I work with people to help liberate them from the toxicity of being inside this relationship and how to be free.